Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Later this morning, we'll talk about why businesses should consider developing a blog to promote their product or service. Electronics, from computers to smart fridges to security systems, depend on your home's electrical system. And Rick Barnes of RA Barnes Electrical Contractors will help us determine if we need an update to accommodate these advances later. We are emerging from the coldest time of the year with a yearning to move outdoors. And when you do, how does the exterior of your home look? Our first guest this morning is Todd DePew, the owner of Van Rybrook Exteriors. Welcome to Ask BBB, Todd. Good morning. So Todd, as we head outside and start looking at our homes, what are some of the signs we might want to consider exterior renovation like siding, eaves troughs, and soffits? So signs that you might want to consider uh, replacing your siding would be seeing some fading, cracking, leaks, um, gaps in the siding, um, also rot if you have wood siding. Usually after 10 to 20 years, you want to consider replacing it anyways, due to that's the longevity of a vinyl siding. Are there other signs for uh, soffits and uh, eaves troughs and so on that we might look for? Yeah, so soffit and fascia, um, usually signs you want to replace that would be fading, getting dirty and it can't be cleaned anymore. You might see some water leaking through it which requires the soffit and fascia being replaced at the same time. Um, rodents, birds getting in there, all that you would definitely wanna have somebody look at it. Okay, so now that spring is very nearly upon us, is this a good time to plan for an exterior renovation then? Well, absolutely right now would be a good sign. Um, a lot of manufacturers have promos on and it's a good time to plan due to, because of the winter, a lot of people aren't as busy as they are in the summer. So you can get more time from the contractor themselves. Um, everybody seems to have all updated on their products. So what would the timeline be? When would you be able to start if uh, we were planning to do that renovation now? Um, right now is, Probably a good time to start um, definitely looking into the reno. Uh, and any time we could start would be when the weather gets a little bit more um, manageable. So you're not you know, working with obstacles like ice blocks, snow, um, the ease trough full of ice, things like that. So how would we do some research to find out the types of products that are available and the options that we could choose from? The internet is a wonderful uh, place to research. So you could call your contractor and say, what products do you use or recommend? Um, at that point, I could bring over brochures, all the info that and the products, the list of products that I use and the customer could go on the internet or I could go over the products with them, whatever the customer is comfortable with. So when we uh, look at products, uh, you mentioned that uh, they should be replaced after, say, 20 to 25 years. Uh, has, has the product changed much in that time? Yes, the products have changed a lot. Um, they're more versatile. 
they have a lot of UV protectants in it, and the durability is a lot better now. We've had a lot of disruptions as a consequence of COVID, and so that has really created some product shortages. And at the same time, it's also created an increased demand for renovations. So how has all of this affected, you know, your trade and your business in particular, Tan? Well, due to COVID, um, this year has been exceptionally good. Um, We've been extremely busy. Now, coming into later in the past year, the products are starting to get more difficult to get. Supplies are getting low. Um, There's a shortage across the country. So far, coming into this year, there is a lot of work ahead. It seems like the products might be even getting shorter as we go. So we might want to uh, take advantage of the time and book uh, book ahead now. Correct. Um, what should people expect then from a contractor in a contract when we're setting up uh, to do the renovation of siding and soffits and eaves troughs and so on? What are some of the things we should look for in a contract? So people should expect from a contractor is honesty, reliability, a detailed contract of all products and what they expect. They would like the quality with the price also and promptness is what I shoot for. So on the other end of the coin though, when you go to talk to a customer, what are you looking for in a customer, especially you know, since there's such high demand, um, you know, like what would make that relationship easier and the information that they already have up front, how would that help you in dealing with customers? Well, what I expect from a customer is just to understand the situation of COVID itself and the manufacturing problems we're having that even though we do set up a attentive date to do an install that things could happen. So I'd like them to be um, understanding because sometimes it's out of our hands. Also um, to communicate with every bit of concerns that they might have, or if they see something they're not sure of, always ask. Communication, I say, is the, the, the most important. So if we do book something now, Todd, I guess we can expect to have some conversations with a contractor going back and forth uh, as that date approaches, just to make sure that uh, things are going to happen uh, in a timely manner. But expect, perhaps expect delays, I guess, eh? Correct, yes. Well, Todd, we want to thank you very much for your time here this morning. And I'm sure there are some folks who will be looking to the exterior of their homes after this conversation. Thanks, Todd. Thank you very much. Todd Depew is the owner of Van Rybuck Exteriors in Tilsonburg, a BBB accredited business with an A-plus rating. Just look under Siding Contractors in the BBB directory and you'll learn more. Is your electrical system current? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, here with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. We depend on the electrical system in our home for everything from lighting our rooms to curling our hair. As we move to more clean energy solutions, electricity will play an increasing role in providing the energy we need. Our guest now on Ask BBB is Rick Barnes, 
president of R.A. Barnes Electrical Contractors Limited. It's good to have you here today, Rick. Thank you. So, Rick, when we think about electricity, something we all use every day, what are some common problems that homeowners encounter with the electrical systems in their homes? And what are signs that they should call in a professional? Well, there's many signs. There's um, one of the, I guess, one of the things that I would be looking for would be uh, breakers tripping, uh, burning smells, lights flickering, arcing sounds, things like that that aren't normal. That would be something that would trigger me to phone someone. So when um, we have some of these problems, how, how do you go about diagnosing uh, what those What's the root of those problems, uh, Rick? One of the main things that a lot of the homes have is aluminum wiring. So, you know, the electrician would go in and start uh, diagnosing what, uh, where the problem might be. And um, if there's lights flickering, then somewhere on that circuit, there's probably a receptacle that has a neutral burnt off or, or is about to burn off. And so they just have to go through plug by plug by plug, checking uh, to see which one is causing the problem. It's usually the one that has the biggest load on it. Uh, it could be one that uh, somebody has their hairdryer plugged into all the time, or it's just a matter of trial and error, trying to figure it out. Yeah, a couple of questions out of that. If you do have aluminum wiring, uh, can it be replaced and is it necessary to replace it? It's not necessary to replace the aluminum wiring. It, it, the, the key to the aluminum wiring is having the proper devices on the aluminum wiring. So you need Kolar devices, which they're designed for aluminum wiring so that when it heats up and cools down, the expansion and contraction doesn't loosen under the wires. So that's the key to aluminum wiring. And in replacing one or two of those uh, outlets, uh, how involved is that? Not, not, not very much at all. It's, um, it's just a matter of changing the receptacles. Um, it doesn't take long to do that. And if you're going to do one, you'd probably do all of them. So, in res, like you know, when we're thinking about residences, what are some of the most popular updates to electrical systems? You know, there you just mentioned an example of if you have one that's giving you problems, you'd maybe replace all of them at the time. What are some common things that come up that would need to be updated? Well, a lot of people are, you know, due to insurance policies and stuff like that, they're changing their fuse panels to breakers. Um, they're upgrading their systems from 60 amp to 100 amp or 200 amp. A lot of people are changing out their devices from, you know, the old boring looking devices to the new style square decora style um just kind of upgrading the look of their house when you uh, speak so, devices you mean uh, the switches and and outlets and, and receptacles that. yeah yeah a lot of people are doing what they call uh renovations now <laughs> they're doing renovations to upgrade their homes uh, because we're staying in them so much when a re renovation is planned uh, does the client engage your firm directly, or is that done through the project coordinator? Well, it can be done through us directly. It, it depends on how big a job it is. If if a general contractor is involved, usually they like to be uh, in control, and then we would be working through them. 
or if it's a smaller type renovation, we can work directly with the homeowner. It, it's either way we can we can accomplish what they want. And if there, if you know, if people are thinking about maybe retrofitting a home to accommodate some home automation systems, how involved or complicated would they be to update that? Um, actually, it's quite easy. Um, there's a lot of new systems on the market now. Um, I'm quite familiar with uh, the Lutron products, the Caseda. Um, it's very easy to easy to install. Um, and you can control most of your house from your phone, which is quite nice. Um, and it's kind of plug and play. You're, you're changing devices. Uh, you're changing your, your uh, switches to the Lutron product. And, um, it's, and then you, you can program it through your phone and, and basically you can have your lights coming on and off when you want. Um, you can do it by using your Google Home or uh, other apps like that and um, basically have your whole house on on that system. So it's quite easy. Well, speaking of some of those uh, advances, uh, people are, are looking to uh, electric vehicles. How, how involved is installing an electric car charging station in a home? that uh, has all these auto systems, you might as well uh, have the electric car too. Uh, yeah, actually, I, we just actually purchased a, a Tesla, so I'm familiar with it. Um, there's many different chargers. Um, I think the biggest problem is, um, depending on the level of the charger and, and what it draws, the biggest problem is getting through your house to go from your panel to your garage because you've got finished basements you've got you know most of the house is finished so you've got to get very creative to get that wire from the panel out to your garage most cases um, but it's fairly fairly easy um, part of the problem too is some of the some of your homes don't have a big enough service, service uh, so you might have to upgrade your service um, to 100 or 200 amp service to accommodate the uh, car charger. So for some of these projects, you know, um, do you need permits to do electrical work in the home? Or there's some, you know, like what is the requirements for depending on the project and, the, and you know, the complexity? Yes, you need permits for everything, basically. <clears throat> The homeowner can do his own work, but he still needs to take out a permit. Um, if a contractor does the work, then we need to take out the permit. So um, basically, there's there's no shortcuts, really. You, you need to have it inspected. And, and as a homeowner, you want to make sure that you're doing it correctly. So what are some of the things we should look for if we're hiring electrical an electrical contractor, Rick? I guess one of the big things is uh, checking out the contractor to make sure um, they are legit. And one of them would be phoning Better Business Bureau. One of them would be calling ESA to see if they are a licensed contractor. 
So there is a number I can give you, 1-877-372-7233, 1-877-372-7233. They would be able to tell you if they are a licensed contractor, and you'd want to do some reference checks, I would think, um, to see what kind of work and and, uh, other jobs they've done. And making sure that they do have taken out a permit on the work uh, is really key. Um, I always say that um, when the work is completed, they should be able to give you a final inspection certificate. And if they can't give you that, then I would be holding back some money because that is the final piece of paper saying that it has been inspected and it has passed. So it's pretty crucial. Pretty much anything you do in your home should have an inspection done on it. It's just a wise thing. And not only that, it covers your insurance. If something happened, you've got that to fall back on. Well, Rick, uh, this has been very enlightening, and uh, we're, we're glad you're able to bring us up to date with what's current in electrical systems. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Rick Barnes is the president of R.A. Barnes Electrical Contractors Limited, a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating, and you can search electrician in the BBB directory to find them. Posting a blog can be a bonus for businesses. BBB's tips on blogs when we return. And we are back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Monica, I was really interested in a recent posting on the BBB.org website that outlined how blogs can help businesses. Yeah, it's really interesting, Jim. This week on our BBB Power Chat webinar, we were also talking about SEO and creating great quality content for your website. So research shows that businesses that blog receive up to 55% more traffic on their website than companies without blogs. So that translates to a 13 times return on your investment. Wow. With those kinds of numbers, why don't all businesses do it then? Well, you know, the article on BBB.org goes on to identify further reasons, but it points out that, and it is true, it is an investment. That investment is in time and in effort. There are 10 steps outlined in that posting, and it begins with building a library of information that then you can use to create blogs. So you'd want to write a number of blogs before you even start posting them, is that it? Yeah, you don't want to post just one blog and then, you know, not do it again at a good frequency. If you launch with a handful of posts, visitors will stay on your site longer and are more apt to return to read other posts. The other thought behind having a library is that once you start the blog, you want to post consistently. So if you have blogs prepared, you can actually keep that blog active. So then how often should a business be posting a new blog? Ideally, you should look at posting on a weekly basis. So if it's weekly, you're going to need to set up some sort of schedule to to keep up with a a weekly blog. Yes, and there are further tips in that article as well that outline ways to keep your blog current. You can create a content calendar, allow your employees to contribute content and information, partner with other local bloggers or businesses that you work with, and utilize content that customers create as they react to the blog 
and leave you comments or things that they feel were important. So we heard that there's some good reason in terms of numbers to have a blog, but creating a blog is something that's going to take uh, some good solid planning. Absolutely. But the results over time can really prove well worth it. So the first investment in time is to review the article on the BBB.org website. And you can also find the BBB Power Chat on search engine optimization on our YouTube channel. You can listen to that recording on your own time. And as always, before we sign off, we want to remind listeners that you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, Tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And Monica, we want to urge people to stay tuned this morning because coming up right after the news, Dick Williams, the tall one, is going to take us back in time with tunes and trivia. So we want to welcome Dick back to the airwaves. And folks, thanks for listening to AskBBB this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, AskBBB. And start with trust.